Welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with your host, Pete Pasco. That'd be me. Now this is the episode where you get to step into the shoes of a songwriter. Find out how it feels, we'll have a bit of fun along the way, a bit of piano. Let's see how we go. Today we're looking at the song called Patient Hum. And I'm just sort of twiddling around the chords here. And uh, welcome along if you're on board for the first time or on a journey to somewhere. We don't know where we're going precisely. I'm going to allow the, the song to lead the way. Good old patient hum. What can I tell you about the patient hum? Well, it was written in 1998, some time ago. Why is that of interest? Well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But I can tell you this. I was a bit younger than I am today. And uh, there was a sense of peace about what I was up to then. There's a sense of peace about what I'm up to now, which I'm very lucky and happy to say. Um Patient Harms written in Brunswick and Melbourne and I was having a read of a diary today and he <laughs> was saying, yeah, what was I up to? It was I was working at the Holiday Inn in Melbourne, doesn't sound very exciting. Being the piano man there, and it was a bit up and down at this particular point in time, it was towards the end of my residency, and the new GM <laughs> uh sort of had other ideas for the venue on a bit of happening jazz, which is fair enough. So Pete Pasco, the piano man, was once again about to be on his bike. Now, having said that, I've been pretty lucky over the years and had some like three-year residencies for four nights and five nights a week and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm confident with what I do. Have a good time. But um, this particular time, we were going our separate ways and that was cool. And behind the scenes, as always, I was beavering away, writing songs. And now that's brought to mind the... um, it's sort of like a, a two-edged sword. I've made a commitment to, here we go, from a creative point of view, um, living a life of the creative path, which I'm very pleased to have done. You see, this was song number 436 of your songbooks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ridiculous, eh? Well, I'm up to about 800-odd now, all these years later, and um, it feels good to have done that. Along the way, uh, look, I've done various things to keep the wolf from the door, as it were, financially at this point in time being a piano man. I was also saw in my diary that I, I had forwarded a demo of five songs to a friend of a manager from the Holiday Inn who was in with a Mushroom Records kind of guy. He was an A&R guy. So I put together a demo, and I saw in my, my uh, diary, I sort of underplayed myself a bit. Oh, I was patient harm and the song called God's Wish and Cathedral and something. Yeah, I could do better. And that's the thing as an artist. You can always do better. And I think it's good to strive for that. But I think something that's really, really, really important, probably in whatever we do in life, is to not only accept where we're at, but really embrace and really enjoy where we are at. Because that's all we have. Yeah? Sure, we can think back to the yesterdays when you, you know, I was thinking, little Johnny, here I was. Pete Pascoe, leaning, D for dog, got it. Or C scale. Great, had no idea what it was for, <laughs> but I learned C scale, and that was a long time ago, and I'm still working on my C scale, was yesterday, um, but where I am right now, yeah, really grateful, and was actually very grateful back then, but I guess I'm calmer now about it all, you know, sure, we can all improve, but there's, you know, I think it's really good just to be satisfied with the way things are going today. 
It's like, um, yeah, Roger from Adelaide recently commented, hi Roger, and he said, you know, you want to shake the whole tree at once, Peter, you're right, just change one branch, prune one branch at a time as you move on through life, and I just thought that was the best image. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's what I endeavor to do, and um, as I sort of tinkle away there in the ivories, well, plastics, and um, introducing the song called Patient Hum. And the title itself sort of evokes those sort of themes, that sort of feeling. Patient hum. What are you doing? You want to move on with life? Mm-hmm. All the way in the background is a patient hum. All right, we've got two versions of patient hum today. I'm going to do the, the piano vocal one, I think, just right now. I'm going to give it a lash and uh, let's see what happens to it. Here we go. Without further ado, this is patient hum rolling. Everything's in constant change Something leads you every day Maybe we rearrange A list of wants and needs To have new seeds to grow from What we think is what we are Revelations from the stars Cautious thoughts come wandering through And sometimes we need Think it through in silence Talk it slowly through with your friend Someone whom you can depend Listen like a gentle wild animal For the patient home There's a revolution deep inside Can be a hit screaming in your mind Or slowly grow in whispers of a candy kind No one ever is to blame And what we think is why we are Revelations from the stars Cause the thoughts come wandering through Sometimes we need to think it through in silence There may be a heavy shout As you start to alarm Your fears walk through a door of tears To the patient home So there we have it, a fairly mellow, patient hum there. I'll share with you, I'm listening, looking at a, a CD here of a, a demo CD, I guess you could call it. Did a hundred of them back in 1988, 1998 rather, and put them around the place and uh, sold a few of them and that sort of thing. And uh, there's a picture of me on the front, looking <laughs> pretty frightening really, at a ponytail, slicked back, sort of Stephen Seagal sort of look, uh, but much more friendly looking 
sort of a character, not knocking Stephen Seagal, but like his, you know, film sort of person or actor. He's <laughs> pretty, pretty tough. Uh, this is not a tough person I'm looking at here. And uh, Patient Hum was a title track there. And I'm going to play that. Uh, I'm going to put the old CD track on here soon because I think I'm going to re-release it and uh, you'll notice quite a bit of a difference. Okay, we're going to jump into the lyrics here. Patient Hum, as I say, uh, page 436 of your songbooks, ladies and gentlemen. Written by me back in 1998. Uh, Everything's in constant change. Something leads you every day. Well, that's what we're doing now. But didn't something lead us? And everything, yeah, everything does constantly change. It's pretty really straightforward. Well, I think that things constantly change. Um, there seems to be the way of the universe. Everything changes, man. World goes around. Maybe we'll rearrange our lists of wants and needs to have new seeds to grow from. So it's talking about sort of, you know, digging over the garden, you know. What we feel like we wanted yesterday might be not quite what we feel like today. So, yeah, yeah, just sort of like need some new seeds to grow from. Keep moving, keep changing. And it's about being in step with the, you know, the, the universal flow, life, I guess, in general, if you want to, you know, simplify it like that. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was the essence of where I started out, because it did start out. If you're interested, this was the words first, music second sort of song. What we think is what we are. Yeah, it's like what we listen to. I, I really believe this. Yeah, we we we're given our circumstances we're born into, and we we perceive ourselves. Um, you know, we, we have a sense of ourselves. I think to begin with, and you know, we sort of assimilate to local conditions. I'm talking about infant here, and then I think we um, we we start to realize people see perceive you know how we we are different. Everyone's got a different picture of you. And then we, we sort of work out who we sell, who we are over the years. We sort of it's an ever changing thing as well. So, in a, in essence, we know different to what's going on around us. That's what I was trying to sort of bring attention to there. Revelations from the stars. Well, can you? Is there? Well, I think there's amazing studies done, uh, astrology and and things like that, and incredible ideas and really uh, massive massive studies. So, for me. The moon affects us. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing between us and the star and the moon. Apparently, apparently space, and so, yeah, we get the vibration, man, and it affects the tides, right? And that's a tiny little thing. So, say there's Jupiter, about bazillion, bazillion, bazillion miles away, really huge, but going vibrations through space, nothing stopping them. So, why wouldn't that affect us? So, I think, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge I think in there somewhere. Because those thoughts come wandering through, sometimes we need to think it through in silence. We've got to figure this stuff out for ourselves. Yeah, it's no good someone trying to stick it down your throat, and that's far from what I'm trying to do here. It's just These are just ideas that come to me and sharing them here. Because uh, there's no point in doing that. You've got to come, we've all got to come to stuff in our own time, small and big. Hmm, okay, that's interesting. Uh, talk it slowly through with a friend. Not idea. Not a bad idea to you know, get off your shoulders, put it outside. You get someone you can be bounce ideas off. It's pretty good for all concerned, I think. Someone whom you can depend. Depend. Yeah, you got to be able to depend on them. Yeah. Listen like a gentle wild animal. I like that. Why? What for? For the patient hum. So once all said and done. And if you get back to the essence, maybe there's, is, this, is there some sort of universal flow? I think there is. I think there's evolution. I think, I think there's, and I think it's positive. I think that's positive growth. Ah, 
But there's a revolution deep inside because we're changing. Okay, this this line could be a Hitler screaming in your mind. So I I, I take the word Hitler very quietly because it played a big part in history, but it's a sensitive subject. So I think you got to be really, really super careful about bringing up certain things in songs, particularly. Uh, particularly things of a, bit, a, relig- a religious nature. You can get in <laughs> pretty deep pretty quickly there. And look, I, I don't mind, uh, uh, I don't mean to offend people, but I don't mind making, hope, uh, perhaps jarring people into thinking and all that sort of thing. It's not about that, but it, it's sort of what's entertainment and what, what's your genre, um, what sort of music you're doing. I guess you want to keep that in mind, making sure that your lyrics suit your presentation with the music, yeah? Uh or slowly growing whispers of a Gandhi kind. No one is to blame. So I've sort of followed up that with a, a fairly a cliche. You know, no one is to blame. Cliche for a reason. Been handed down. And you know, what does that mean? You know, you just uh, you're just doing the best you can. Yeah, we all we're all making mistakes along the way. And if we're open to uh, you know just just releasing from the outcome and say okay. Right, what I had in mind actually was this. So, well, next time I do that, I'll try and do that a little bit differently to see if I can get to that point. But this is the way it is now. Hey, whatever. There may be a happy shock. What? If you go within. As you start to unlock your fears and you walk through a door of tears to the patient hum. So it's sort of, it's talking about, a, 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 I guess, a, a spiritual awakening is the essence of this particular song. And I think that happened, you know, people think, Oh, that's this huge sort of mystical thing that, that this sort of happens. Does it happen to anyone? Well, look, I'm just of the opinion that it happens to everyone all the time. Because <laughs> yeah, our, our perception of what is, as, as we grow and get older, changes. And we can see a new depth to everything. And, and then it all changes again. And It's not a bad thing, life. I think it's pretty good. I think it's great. When I'm sitting at the piano and, and playing, that, that's the sort of thinking I'm doing. I, I, I've never done, I don't very so. Maybe, maybe very, very occasionally where it's been going very badly. Thought about doing a grocery list or something when I've been playing the piano. If I'm playing the piano, I am playing the piano. I, th- I think that's one thing that in life, particularly, that I've managed to get to a point where I'm right in the now, you know? I am that dog at the beach. I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking about yesterday's dinner. And why? Because it's like a balance, like I was saying, was it last week? Um, it's not a knife's edge because that, that you feel like you're going to fall off, but the balance is a nice, comfortable place to be. And it allows for things that I'm doing now to happen naturally because I've yeah, learnt the theory and all that sort of thing. Okay, so where did the music come from? I'm picture me in, in Brunswick in 1998, sorry, much here there, uh, and I've got some lyrics to look at. What shall I do today? The patient hum. What's that all about? Interesting. Everything's going to... Oh, yeah, I remember writing that now. Yeah, okay. Hmm. All right. That little bit there... Just came about in the the version you just heard. That wasn't actually here before. Um, now, all these years later, so two thousand and twenty-two. 
a lot of years later, I've come up with that little bit. And, and because I wanted to present the song a little bit differently, you'll hear the version on the um, demo that could do with a bit of a remix, I think, listening to it just before. Um, a bit more rocky, a bit more happening, and it was quite different. And so it just sort of came to me that that would be nice. And that everything's in constant change. Something leads you every day. All the same note, eh? Up. Still there? Now. <laughs> Funny old thing, Melody. Um, I just feel the need to just sit down that note. Maybe we'll. For his changes. Rearrange now a list of wants and needs to have new seeds to grow from. So it's effectively change key three times there. And and it's kind of nice. It's kind of a warm thing to do. Unusual. Never done before. It's before and never done it since. But for this song, I liked it. That that. Needs another riff in there. Something like that. So here we go. Rewriting, rewriting a song. The lyrics might be, you know, pretty close. Might be really happy with them. And the the first version you've recorded, you think, oh, that's pretty cool. But then maybe later in life you start changing it around. And, oh, I could represent that. And you start just playing. And it's like you're repainting. You're, you're, you're using the essence of a, uh, a painting that you've already done. Uh, the working drawing, say, the sketch, and, and you're working now in pastels instead of oil, whatever it is, yeah, acrylics. And so it does that a couple of times, and then I come into that, ooh, this sort of minor spooky there. Talk it slowly through the friend, someone whom you can depend. So going back to that monotone kind of yeah single note interesting and then listen to a gentle wild no listen like a gentle wild animal more for the patient is a riff back to the other key Which brings you back into the verse, yeah? Uh, there's a revolution deep inside. So about then, you know, you've sort of got a song. It doesn't really take a lot. Um, less is more often. I really think that's the case in life. You've got a, a favorite recipe. Sometimes the simplest recipes are really good. I mean, how good is apple crumble and vanilla ice cream? Do you need anything else? No, not in my humble opinion. <laughs> oh, maybe a bit of custard i guess no you just want to go with apple crumble and ice cream it's pretty good so there comes a point when you're writing a song uh there's all sorts of bells and whistles you can use and all that sort of thing but i i, I use a less is more approach generally speaking i get a bit carried away with my production when i'm recording and layering sounds and that I, i'm slowly getting better at that I, I like the process of um i get the fleet with mac were pretty good at this like they not putting myself in their shoes at all, <laughs> but just the, the process of putting a whole lot of stuff 
and then pulling things away and saying, well, what, what are we left with here? And I think underpinning um, Fleetwood Mac's music, uh, Lindsey Buckingham on, on guitar did uh, really, really cool bluesy stuff. So him and Mick Fleetwood were like a blues band before they became, you know, the modern, more pop rock version of Fleetwood Mac as different people sort of get involved with the project. And look, there's a, there's an example of a, a band evolution, you know, going on, going through different stages. And, and it brings to mind um, Neil Finn, who, with uh, another fellow from, I think, uh, Tom Petey's old band, wasn't it? Um, two guitarists stepped in to take Lindsay Buckingham's place, and Neil Finn took over the vocals. And, and, and yeah, Fleetwood Mac became something new, and now Neil Finn's band credit house is something new. He's got Mitchell Froome, the old the, the keyboard player producer, sorry, old, what I meant was from in the older days, Mitchell, <laughs> and, and his, his sons uh, playing in the band, and, and, and with the original bass player, you know, um, Mr. Seymour, Nick Seymour. So it's, it's really cool that I, I think music. People get really annoyed when lineups change, and and it's to do with a brand, you know. They, how can you possibly be a band with that name when you were something else ten years ago? And there's the answer: you were something else ten years ago. And I think it's good to be open to change. That's a pretty obvious thing to say, really. But it's amazing how many of us, myself included, oh, that's just the way I am. Hang on, well that's probably just the way I was. <laughs> am I that person today? I don't know. And that's the, that's the truth of the matter. It's a, it's a changing kind of a ever-changing process. It's really good, good fun just playing the piano like this. Let me tell you. Just coming up with that and that put that with a riff before. Oh yeah, riff, this bit. That's that's a nice that's an example I think of a good strong riff and it makes all the difference. Um, it's like a little bookends if you want to call it that. It can be that it can come up intermittently in a song and it's it's a, it's a nice idea. And how do you where does that come from? It's a bit like a melody, really thin air, but it comes from the joyous process of playing, just absolutely playing, be, being free. And you know, I'm not one of these people that composes technically. Uh, Really, I just, you know, <laughs> blatantly obvious with some of the chord changes I do. But it allows for nice moments, yeah. So you're about to hear that riff in the song. So I think I'm about to play the band version. And let's just sort of see where that takes us today. Here we go. This is now Pete Pasco. Um, incidentally, it's a little bit confusing. I tell you what, this is Pete Pascoe playing the Patient Hum, which was a album, yeah, hundred CDs album title track of Patient Hum with uh, Paul Dredge on guitar and, and bass, and and uh, El Pollard on drums. And we recorded these like sixteen songs in one day. That was in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. We did the actual recording, written in ninety eight. Sorry. Today, I have a band. It's called Pete Pascoe and the Patient Hum. So. Why not burgle that name? That would be pretty cool. And and the guys, the Melbourne-based band, Patient Hum. So there you go. Things move on. Everything changes. Let's go back in time now. Join us in uh, Earl's Garage. And um, I've, I've set up my keyboard. Earl's on the bangers. Over there waiting. 
actually not quite sure what's going on because Earl didn't actually, I don't think he listened to my <laughs> tape, he's a bit busy. I sent over some demos and uh, it sent them over from Melbourne back to New Zealand, to Palmerston North New Zealand, where Paul and Earl were living. And uh, Paul had done a bit of homework, which is good, listened and you know, knew what was coming up, which was good because he was on bass and then guitar and holding a lot together and, and, and you know, giving Earl lots of, of cues and that. But Earl was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant drummer and uh, he, he could listen to what was going on and, and he just played the right things at the right time. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, he did the whole album without knowing what was, we're about to do. Beats me. Some people are just incredibly clever, eh? That's, that's about being in the moment. I really think that's what happened. And when you've got three people in the moment, here's what you get. Without further ado, patient home. <laughs> patient home. Take two. see that with Paul and Earl, it gave a much more of a, a rock sort of pop sensibility and um, I, I think it works for that treatment, I really do, I think it'd be good fun to rework that a little um, I think I'll do a remix of it, maybe re-sing it and uh, pop it out sort of like retrospectively sort of a archive album because there's there's some really cool guitar playing on there from Paul, I thought that was really great um, bear in mind, it's just one take and, and Earl not knowing it and all that sort of stuff and if, if you meet guys or uh, you know people in your life that you put a band together and it goes well and you get on, 
hang on to it. It's a good, good thing. You know, Paul and I are still making music today. I listened to the album tonight. It's just about to drop, folks. And uh, yeah, it's we, we really enjoyed it. We we really it's been good to have written it and you know record it. And we're moving on. It's a sense of moving on. We, we've already. Yeah, recorded stuff for the next album. We haven't even released this one. So, you know, once you once you said, I want to talk about momentum for just a moment here. If you commit to a path and you you know, create some momentum by how do you do that? Well, you invest in it and you put in a bit of work and and you share that with others. You get a couple of other people on board as well. It's amazing what you can do. Yeah. So if you're halfway thinking about putting a band together, go on. I reckon you should do it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it worked for so many people. The, the band, the Beatles, they were pretty good, weren't they? What if they hadn't done what they did? What if, what if they hadn't gone into the studio and challenged the norms of the day and became the songwriters that arranged hands-on with the help of brilliant engineers and um, you know, producers and whatnot and did work? Yeah, put push the envelope, became something new and we're destined to do that you know i forget a line somewhere in a song it's not our not our part just to sit back and watch things happen we've got to get involved and create the change and i think the best changes are natural changes and that's why i think the creative arts are so so important in the world because it creates a constant positive change has the potential to do that and then we can view ourselves in a slightly different manner and we can evolve in a a good, calm, peaceful manner, which wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> and we're going to have fun along the day. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, today was pretty straight, wasn't it? I'm going to um, introduce a little more humour next week. I think it's about time we did that. I'm feeling the effects, I think, uh, of painting late into the night of my exhibition coming up, I mentioned recently. And uh, yeah, the last painting's coming together nicely, which is just as well because it opens on July the 1st. So I'm going to be a busy boy. It's It's nice to sort of mix things up I, I love painting and I, I love music and uh, you know people say what's your favourite thing I think ultimately I think just you know playing the piano and then it's really really nice to I really enjoy playing the piano with my mate Paul Dredge on guitar there you go how come well we've done it a fair bit together on thousands of gigs and we can be absolutely ourselves but um, it's sort of just puts you in a slightly different sort of a, a situation, I guess. When, when you're dovetailing with someone all the time, you're fitting and you're listening to someone else, and it, it pushes you on. And it'd be fair to say, I think that, that it, uh, we both, Paul and I, have both evolved with our music over time. Yeah, we, we, we've played separately. We have different sorts of music we do separately. When we're together, we push each other on. And I think, oh, no, I think it's a really cool thing. So. Um, hey, look, thanks for dropping by today. Do hope you've enjoyed the Patient Hum episode. Uh, looking forward to next week already. See what that brings us uh, for now. I think I'm out of here. Have a great week, won't you? Thanks for dropping by. This is Pete Pascoe signing out. Bye-bye.